Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey, Beth. Hey, Jenna. How are you? Great. You look very professional with your computer tonight. Wow. Thank you. Welcome. Trying to step up my game. Wow. Jenna, it's been a long time since we've chatted. A couple of months. I know. It's like I haven't seen you in years. (laughs) It's actually, we've seen a whole lot of each other. A lot. A lot. Never enough in my mind. But never, never. Is that the never, never, never enough? Is that the words? I don't know. You're the one who's a fanatic. Okay, I wouldn't go that far. You saw it like five times in the theater. That is true. Literally fanatic. (laughs) I did see The Greatest Showman a number of times. I did cry every time. Wow. I'm not ashamed. It's like, I mean, I cry at the Titanic, so I get it. Really? Yeah, you know how it ends, but it's still kind of emotional. You cry at that. I guess the old the Maybe old when people, I was young. You know, the old people snuggling in bed and like the water's rising. They're about to drown. <laughs> that part always gets me. <laughs> I part. think I cry when the guy gets in the lifeboat <laughs> instead of letting the women and children on. I don't even remember that. Yeah, he was a jerk. Yeah, have you seen that meme about Rose and Jack and how like there was definitely enough room on that floating door for the both of them. I mean, why didn't he get on it? That meme has ruined the film for me. What is the meme? Can you explain more? Yeah. Like (laughs) people literally draw an outline of a body on the door. Like that. It just says you would have fit. Like he would have fit. Yeah. Speaking of things that you love, Jenna. Things that make me cry. (laughs) I'd love to know what you're loving right now. It's been a while. Let's it's very just abiding in. together of you. Oh, uh, we do aspire. Who would you be if you were on abiding together? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm definitely Michelle. Okay, I'm probably Heather. Always trying to go deep. Right we're to just the heart. missing our sister Miriam. We need a sister on here. What? <laughs> we should. You know what we do have this season? Priests. A lot of priests. A lot of priests. So come in your way, friends. Not today. Not today, but this season, every guest episode will feature a wonderful, holy priest. We can't wait to introduce you to all of our padre. priest friends. Yeah. Not all of them are our friends. They are now. <laughs> After they record a podcast with us, they're in. In my little heart, we're friends. Mm, sweet. Yeah, they're amazing. Would they have fit on your boat, Beth? I would be like, Father, get up here. <laughs> Okay, honestly, I loved BISVBS. Yeah. It was the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. Also, I just edited like five of them. Oh, so I was you're so reliving. On, you're <laughs> I reliving was so behind on editing. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of them is when I talk about any Hickman saying that people's faith and like journey in faith doesn't yeah. rely on his social media presence. Yeah. I'm just really loving that still. Like you don't have to always be doing it. Totally. People are doing it. Like sometimes people are like, when can we start this thing or start this new program or do this, whatever. It's like, we can just pray right now. We can just do it. I am a firm believer in friendship and like doing things with people and having small groups and, you know, it's my whole thing. But also we can do it alone and Jesus is with us and he's teaching us a lot. 
What's mm-hmm. he teaching you? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you read the Gospels, Beth? <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, that's what he's teaching me. He's just teaching you. It's a whole heck of a lot. Wow. You have a lot to learn in there. That's true. I mean, it's bananas. Yeah. How much we have at our fingertips. Well, it was interesting every day of BISVBS, to no one's surprise. We're supposed to be sharing one takeaway, but right. every day we both had multiple takeaways. I didn't. Okay. But everyone on the video did. Yeah. All the commenters. There's a lot to learn about Jesus, about ourselves, yeah. about relationships, about holiness, about the Father, about the Holy Spirit, about virtue. I guess my point is we don't have to wait for someone else to do it with us. We can do it right now with Jesus. Yeah. That's what you're loving right now? I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yeah. I'm just grateful to not feel inadequate. Like I need someone else to teach me how it's done. Yeah. No. He's teaching me. That's a big lesson of EBS, I think, for a lot of people. Yeah. That you don't have to be a scripture scholar. You don't have to have a master's in divinity. You don't have to study theology to Although read scripture. those people would have been really helpful sometimes. Well, we had if our... If they had popped on. We had our commentary. <laughs> we did. We had St. Google mm-hmm. to look mm-hmm. to. Yes. Yeah, we pulled stuff up. Yeah. So yesterday I was at the chapel and I was like, Lord, life right now, it's just too much. I was just so tired. And I literally just kept writing down, I'm really tired. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's funny because you said that on Teachable Tuesday. I felt like I copied you. I'm sorry. I mean, he was fine just, with it. There's no copying in prayer. <laughs> it's literally. Anyway, I was sitting there like, give me the answer. How do you fix my tiredness? Yeah. Just staring at him. I got nothing. So then I just opened scripture. Mm-hmm. And that just has so many answers. Yeah. What answer did you get? Like, why don't we realize I know. how there's so many answers in it? I want to learn how to be a better wife and mom and friend. I can go to scripture for that. I want to learn how to not be tired. Go to scripture for that. I want to learn what to do when I have questions. Go to scripture for that. It's all there. Also, I love that you were just sitting in the presence of Jesus. Yes. Just relating your heart. That's been a huge theme in my prayer lately. What the Lord's really teaching me is just to talk to him the way I would call or text you. Right. Call or text a friend, you know. I just talk to the Lord and it feels a little, a little funny, yeah. but I catch myself like in the car, like, oh, hi, mm-hmm. I forgot. You're like right here. I don't have to pray and like send off my prayers. I just can talk to him like he's right there because he is right there. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me. So Jesus is, is with us. That's what his name means. Emmanuel, God with us. So I just will be driving like, oh, <laughs> I'm so tired. Uh, mostly I've been telling him that this week <laughs> right. since our Houston retreat. But yeah, I just started talking to him about normal things rather than things that I think I should be praying about. Just telling him what I would want to text a friend, you know? Yeah. What are you loving nowadays though, Beth? I'm to, I'm loving being with uh, the women right now. Like VBS was so good for my heart Yeah. to like spend time with the women in our community every single day to talk about the Lord and prayer every single day. And then to be with them on the Houston retreat, I really loved that. The 10th time I'll say this, we're tired, but there's a different kind of energy that comes with it when you're connecting and it's like a meeting of heart. Uh, So I'm really grateful for that. I am just loving talking to people about Jesus. 
I'm just, lo- I'm really loving my people right now. That's cool. Yeah. Wow. Just, That's a gift. It's such a gift that people like check in with me and pray for me. And I just had a really beautiful conversation with a friend and I was just sharing kind of an ongoing heartache. You know, nothing happened. It's like not urgent, but it's just like, ugh, this again. And she just said, I'm, I'm gonna offer my suffering for you today. I just was so baffled by it because she actually really is suffering. Like my thing is like such a little thing. And for her to say like, I'll embrace my suffering and ask the Lord to give you whatever grace you need through it. Mm. I'm just like, man, I have some like really holy, loving people in my life. Yeah, I'm loving my counselor. (laughs) I'm loving people. I'm loving my people right now. It's really cool. Yeah. It's a good place to be. When you just like click with people and love people, it's just good. Yeah, really good. So we keep talking about the Houston retreat. Yes. And saying it was so great. It was. We're so tired. It was so great. And I'm so tired. (laughs) Right. So I wonder if you'd just tell them what was so great about it. What was it like for you? That's a really hard question. Okay. To succinctly put. Is there just like one moment? Well, it was my favorite retreat ever, which it's hard to beat my Phoenix retreats. My Phoenix ones hold my heart. Yeah. But I don't know. I always felt really good about Houston. I always felt really special about Houston. I didn't know that. Yeah. So cool. So I would have to say, I mean, it was a combo of the whole team. I think the volunteer team and us, I think connecting with the volunteers was huge for me. Yeah. It was like such a gift to sit there and to talk to them and to hear their hearts and to pray with them. That is the reason we're here. Yeah. Every single moment of prayer is just the one reason we're here. So it was just so special. But I'd have to say my favorite part of the whole weekend would be when Father Park shared the gospel. You know, so often as Christians, as Catholics, I think we can forget the primary reason. And I think yeah. oftentimes we're like down in the weeds totally. of Catholicism. We get, we get caught up in arguing about what this teaching means or arguing about what liturgy means or how to our preferences in liturgy. Like we just get so bogged down by so much that I've just been so lifted up by and felt free by the gospel message. We were meant to be one with God. We sinned. Jesus came to restore us to the father. So let's repent and believe in that. Be united to the father. And make a decision. Yes. To put Jesus at the center of our lives. Right. There are lots of people who have been coming to Mass for years. Yeah. Even have read some scripture or been a part of a small group, but maybe never given the opportunity to accept Jesus and to choose to put him at the center of their lives. Right. He's a part of their lives, absolutely. Yeah. But to give people the invitation, would you like right now on August 3rd at 7.45 p.m., do you want to make a decision to put Jesus at the center of your life. Right. It was just really powerful. It's something I've been praying about so much recently, just this commissioning on us to tell people the gospel, to tell people what Jesus did for them. And again, to make that step to say, do you want to make Jesus the center of your life? That was everything. What about you? Um, I I had a lot of really beautiful moments. You can take out all the ones with me. Okay, that really narrows it down. <laughs> Shoot. Um, 
<laughs> you know, it's always that way on retreat. I would agree that there was some like special grace, some special anointing. And I don't think we even always know what that is, but you can like feel it in the atmosphere that the Lord is doing something really special, really unique to this place and this time and these women. And, and Houston was one of those retreats. But there are always like beautiful moments, conversations, encounters. I feel selfish saying my favorite thing <laughs> because it was just like a little quiet moment between me and the Lord, you know? Yeah. I was on the side of the stage. I was getting ready to go up and give my talk. And, you know, I love to talk about the Lord. And I was just like really worshiping because he's, you know, he's so good and he's so loving. And I'm just in awe even of who he's revealed himself to me to be, even though that's not, I'm, I haven't even seen the full picture. Right. But he just keeps getting better, you know? And so I was kneeling on the side of the stage and um, just praying and worshiping and trying to get small and like be with him. But like, I was just pouring out my heart. I was telling him that I wanted to be able to express this, like what he gives mm. me in prayer and what he's like, like give me the grace, God, to articulate that. I want to pass that on. I want people to know they don't have to be afraid of you or, you know, whatever it might be. It was all kind of happening at the same time. And I like, because we'd been doing this Mark VBS Bible study, I was thinking about the woman who broke the alabaster jar and like poured out all the oil and anointed the Lord. And I said to him, I want to do that. I want to break the jar. Like when mm. I talk about you. And he said, you're doing it right now. Mm. It was so cool. And it was really a deepening of a truth that God has spoken to me in the past that it's not about what I do. It's not about my ministry. He doesn't, he doesn't need my ministry. He's not using me. You know, I think people say that and they mean it as a compliment, like God's really using you, but he's not using me. Do you, do you yeah. hear the difference? Like he doesn't need me. I could take a backseat. I could be on that retreat and I would bless the Lord's heart as much as yes. me standing on the stage speaking about him. Yeah. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful that I don't have to earn it. Even there are times that I try to ask the Lord about ministry, about a talk, about a project, and He just wants to be with me. It's only ever about my heart. I know I say that a lot, but it's like He continues to confirm and affirm that it's just about us. Mm -hmm. It's just about relationship. That was a huge lesson for me of the Gospel of Mark was, you know, the primacy of relationship, that that's what He wants, more than He wants us to get it together, more than He wants us to act better or to do something different or to accomplish His will in this, like, very specific, weird way that we're, like, discerning and stressed out mm -hmm. about. He doesn't care about any of that. He cares about relationship with us. Yeah. He cares about hearing my heart holding my heart. That's how I felt on the very first Blessed Issue Retreat, just getting to worship Him and be close to Him. And it, again, like a set-apart way. Typically have adoration available to us at a lot of churches around yeah. us. You know, we always have opportunity to encounter the Lord in Scripture. But again, retreat has always just been like a set-apart thing for me and something that I really love and appreciate. Anyway, but I remember being at the first retreat, Beauty for Ashes, and I just heard him speak to me in my heart and just say, like, this is all for you. This is all a tool to draw you closer to me. 
It's in pursuit of your heart. Wow. So yeah, I totally get that. We are being used by the Lord in like a a way that we're opening ourselves up and we're surrendering and saying like, Lord, do with us what you will. It's like a partnering. Yeah. Yeah. But it's always an effect of the pursuit of his heart for us. Yeah, I think that's a subtle distinction to yeah. make. And for me, it, it hearkens to Jesus speaking at the Last Supper, saying, I no longer call you slaves. I call you friends. Friends know what he's doing. He's sharing the work with us. He's not saying, okay, here's everything on my checklist today. I'm giving you this job. Go out and do that job. And then I'll judge how you did that job. Mm. That's a different kind of relationship. That's a superior. There are consequences. There's pressure there. There's no pressure with the Lord. No pressure. I could have bombed that talk and it wouldn't have mattered. But he so just delights in me. He so delights in me that he partners with me in what he's doing. Yeah. In prayer, a lot of the time when I'm using my imagination, the Lord and I are like running a lot together. At times where I feel like I am a little bit slower in life or things kind of aren't going as easily as I'd like them to go. Yeah. It's a lot of like walking. But anyway, when I feel like excited about something that's happening or like I really feel his movement in like a special new way, we're always just like running together. And it's just the best. How cool. It's so fun. Anyway, so it reminded me of you saying that. We're doing this together. I'm not like sending you off like, all right, get it done. Good luck. He's just right there with me. Can I use another sports analogy? I love sports. Awesome. (laughs) How do you feel about boxing? Not well. (laughs) (laughs) Who's hitting who, Beth? Yeah, I think uh, this was kind of a feeling that I brought to my five day last year. Okay. Is that somewhere along the way, and I think it did have a lot to do with ministry, that I felt like the Lord had become like a coach outside of the ring. Oh, interesting. And was okay. like, you got this. Get in there. Yeah. Go on. Oh, like, wow. You know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, I. it's nice, I guess, that you believe in me, but like, yeah. I'm getting punched in the face. Right. <laughs> and you're just like hanging on the ropes. What is that? Yeah. He's just squirting water on your face right. when you're done. Not helpful. <laughs> like stitching me up. I mean, thank you. But also, why are you sending me out here to get whooped, you know? So I think that these all just kind of fit into... The narrative we tell ourselves about God. Totally. We have lots of backwards ideas about who God is and what he wants from us. Like that boxing analogy seems cool. Mm. Yeah, he believes in us. He thinks we're strong. He's shouting out support. But that's not the gospel. The gospel is that God became man Mm -hmm. so that he might be with us. If anything, Jesus is the one going in the rings and we're hanging on the rope like, that should be me. Oh my. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's taking those hits for me, you know? Yeah. Well, it reminds me because I was thinking whenever someone says like something about God, I always think, where is that in scripture? Where Mm. can I find Something to back up what you believe about God. Cool. I can't think right now of like a <laughs> boxing type analogy. Yeah. But as you were saying that, it reminded me of the disciples who were trying to cast out the demon. And they're like, Jesus, why couldn't we get it out after Jesus did it? Yeah. And he was like, that can only happen through prayer and fasting. He's not like dousing them down, like get back. In. I don't know. He's doing it. He did it for them. Yeah. I hear you. Yeah. He wasn't like, 
uh, maybe just pivot a little yeah. bit. Try praying this way. He's he like, it's like, just no, prayer. I'll, just, I'll do it. It's just unity with the Father. Even wow. him leaving and saying, I have to go so that the Holy Spirit comes. He's not leaving and sitting out at the boxing rink in the corner. Yeah. He sends his Holy Spirit who is always with us. Yeah. Like he always wants to be with us. I mean, him going away is him going into the ring. Yeah. It's not like he's leaving. It's like he's going into the ring. He's like, I'm actually going to go down to hell. I'm going to fight this sucker Mm -hmm. (laughs) and I'll come back. In prayer yesterday, I was like, Lord, why can't I like shake this fatigue? And again, I do think it was maybe some health stuff, (laughs) like on top of just feeling generally tired. Yeah. So if you're feeling fatigued, maybe check your iron levels or... Yeah. If you're eating good foods or getting enough sleep, you know, the huge. I was like, maybe I got something on me. So I thought about this kind can only come out through prayer and fasting. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. I just need to pray. Like some things can only be shaken through prayer Mm. and fasting. It's so funny. We're talking about this this morning in the chapel. I was thinking about praying and fasting. Oh, okay. I was asking the Lord about this particular intention. I was like, I don't know how to pray about this. I'm so tired of praying about it. My heart can't take another novena. So it came into my mind, you know, if I was going to pray in any way, what's been the most effective way I've prayed about this intention? Okay. And it's only Mary. It's only mm-hmm. the Blessed Virgin. And I thought <laughs> the idea came into my mind to pray the 54-day rosary novena. Okay. And I was like, no, that's a huge investment. I'm just going to be disappointed. I'm just grasping. You're always telling me to relax. I'm not going to do it. And then I was like... But if someone says it to me tomorrow, I'll do it. So that was on Sunday. (laughs) That was on Sunday. Yeah. And then this morning, a friend left me a voicemail and was like telling me this random story. And she's like, and then we prayed the 54-day rosary novena. And it was the only thing that worked. And we had this miracle healing. And I was like, wait, but I said the next day. That should have been Monday, Lord. That was supposed to be Monday. So now I don't know. It's very confusing. So I said to this friend, should I pray it? Do you think that? She was like, yes, Beth, pray the novena. I was like, okay. But then I got really excited and I was like, well, I'll pray the 54-day rosary novena and I should also fast. Then I was like, okay, I'm going to give up everything but water. Wow. I'm only going to drink water. And there was all this energy there, right? But then I realized there wasn't really any peace. Mm. There's a lot of energy, no peace. And it was just me like trying to like... Get, not, be- get not, behind something. Yeah, not earn it, but like, let me feel like I'm doing something. Yeah. Let me like get control of this thing. So not only am I going to do that 54-day rosary novena, I'm also going to fast. Up he's, in the state. Yeah, he's like, you don't, I'm not asking you to do that. I love that you said, check your iron if you're tired. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> because I think balance is really important to a healthy spiritual life. It is. It's not only prayer. Right. Sometimes it's prayer and more sleep. Sometimes it's prayer and vitamins. Sometimes it's prayer and counseling. Sometimes it's prayer and fun. Like we have to have fun. Yeah. We have to spend time with our friends and do things that don't seem overtly religious or spiritual, things that we just enjoy that bring us life. Notice I said we need prayer and all of those things. Right. So prayer is the non-negotiable. But we've really got to farm out our mental and emotional and spiritual and physical health. We need a lot of support, like on all fronts. Yeah. Prayer is primary. It's central. But we need a lot of other things in order to be a balanced human being. 
What's your favorite way to stay balanced? Prayer and blank. Probably spending time with my family. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't do that very much. Like waste time. Just yeah. like hang out, play. Yeah. yeah. Well, like we were watching a movie the other day in my bed, the girls and I. And they're like, Mom, get off. I was like, you know, I'll like get some Instagram likes in or something. Mom, get off your phone. Like, do I need to watch The Crudes? No. No one does. I don't need to. I mean, it's actually really good. Is it? It's all about the light. They're finding the light and it's the cutest. Oh my gosh. The Lord was just talking to you. I know. The ca- they're cavemen and the dad wants to stay in the cave and stay in the dark. Because he says you should fear everything in life. Like that's how you survive is you stay afraid of everything. Wow. Yeah. You got to stay in the cave. And he learns to get out in the light and to not be afraid. This is our theme for the year. Right. The light. <laughs> anyway, okay. I only learned this because I put down my phone and watched the crudes wow. with them. Was it- so yeah, I don't have like a lot of like connecting time with them. Yeah. I'm always like, okay, they're cool. So I can get other stuff done. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. What about you, Beth? How do you have a balanced life? It's prayer and... I have a lot of things. What's your favorite one? One of my newest prayer ends Tell is me. prayer and the chiropractor. I love the chiropractor. I love going to the chiropractor. Just because of the massage table. I, I literally thought I was like going to die like three your, months ago. Your low back? Six months ago. Yeah, I remember I had that weird thing going on in my shoulder. We prayed over my shoulder at my Yeah, I remember group. now. I like got a massage. I don't know. I just couldn't kick it. In general, I was just feeling like so out of whack and I was terrified to go to a chiropractor, but it was Mike, of course. Just go to the chiropractor, Beth. I was like, okay. I cried in my initial appointment. I was like, I'm really scared you're going to like paralyze me. Right. I don't love cracking. Now I like live for it. I feel a million times better. I sleep better. Emotionally, I'm just more balanced. Turns out when your spine's aligned, <laughs> so are your emotions. Uh, yeah. So prayer and chiropractor, prayer and counseling. I only asked for one, Beth. Okay. I'd love to hear what your prayer and is, sweet listener. Oh, yeah. Wouldn't that be fun? It would help us immensely. We need a lot of help. We need all the advice. Yeah. What's your prayer and? So we're going to brainstorm together. <laughs> yeah. So tell us on Twitter at Blessed she double underscore. Or Insta. You know, we're always on there. At Blessed Is She. Double underscore. Yeah, we want to hear from you. Can't wait. Jenna and I both love so much when we go to anything. Retreat, conference. Anytime we just run into women and they say, I love the podcast. We're like, so do we. Yeah, it's our fave. We feel like we're just hanging out with you. So definitely tell us so we can continue the hang. We love to hear from you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, Beth, it's been a joy. I cannot wait for this season. Oh, gosh, me too. It's going to be so good. I'm excited to share all of the wisdom that has already been shared with us. I mean, there are things that these priests have said in our upcoming podcast that have changed my prayer life, Yeah, have changed just my view of God, of the church, of life. I'm really excited. It's going to be so good. Can't wait for you guys to hear them. So good. Mm-hmm. All right. Shall we pray, Beth? Sounds great. In the name of the Father, of the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you for being with us. 
for never leaving us. God, I thank you for the humanity and the divinity of Jesus that you came, Lord, to show us how to live, to free us from sin. I'm just, I'm so grateful, God, that that you're showing us what restored humanity looks like, yeah. what redeemed humanity looks like, what what a free heart looks like. And so I pray for that grace, God, the grace of a free heart uh, for us, for every woman listening. Thank you for doing life with us, Lord. Mm-hmm for loving us, for delighting us, for being with us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thanks, Beth. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.